This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Peaceful protest. An emotional plea. I want justice for him. GOP dumps NC. Looking for a new arena without COVID restrictions. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. The chants were loud and people came by the thousands in major cities all over the country. But with more curfews in place... There was no repeat of the widespread destruction and violence seen the night before. We really got to make sure that we keep it nonviolent. Once we start destroying our community, it's over for us. CBS's Jerika Duncan is in New York City. There were peaceful protests all over New York City. Doctors and nurses from the front line for COVID also joined some of the demonstrations. We see how racism affects our patients and their health and their lives, just like others do. Even visitors to New York say they are moved by the passion of the protesters. Samuel Cuemos from Switzerland joined them. This issue is an issue that speaks to all of us. It's an issue of basic humanity and basic decency. Protesters also spoke out in cities from Indianapolis to Los Angeles. In Denver, the police chief marched arm in arm with the crowd. They have many of the same concerns, and we need to bridge that gap. We need to bridge that divide. Protests have taken place in at least 169 cities across all 50 states. More than 9,000 have been arrested nationwide, some for blocking highways and breaking curfew. But other arrests include people who've taken advantage of the situation by looting and stealing. There was a wider perimeter set up outside the White House. Who are you protecting? Who are you protecting? With the police and military working to try to keep the peace, here's CBS's Ouija Jang. Protesters demanded justice late into the night outside the White House, where park police and military officers in riot gear stood guard behind eight-foot fences. Earlier, demonstrators used powerful body language as they filled the streets. Some said they were emboldened by President Trump's recent actions. We're met with pepper spray and then the National Guard and tanks instead of solving the real issue. Why is he spending money on that type of resources instead of taking care of what we're asking him to? He's not listening. At the Lincoln Memorial, National Guard troops lined the steps among the nearly 3,000 that the Trump administration has dispatched across the city. The president has threatened to send military police to states that he believes are not doing enough to control violent crowds, drawing bipartisan criticism. 
As backlash continued to brew over a photo op at a church on Monday, Mr. Trump visited a shrine yesterday, one dedicated to Pope John Paul II. Washington Archbishop Wilton Gregory issued an unusually scathing statement about the visit. I find it baffling and reprehensible that any Catholic facility would allow itself to be so egregiously misused and manipulated. It was a night of protest in Minnesota's Twin Cities. The state has now filed a civil rights charge against the Minneapolis Police Department over the death of George Floyd. The investigation will look for discrimination in cases dating back a decade. CBS's Jamie Yukis spoke with Floyd's six-year-old daughter and her mother. For Roxy Washington, seeking justice for George Floyd is only part of the tragic story. He loved God. He loved children. He loved his kids. What are you going to miss most about him? Everything. Washington is the mother of Floyd's six-year-old daughter, Gianna. We asked Gianna what she loved most about her father. He used to carry me on his back all the time. Was that fun? Uh-huh. It was super fun. It's like you'd be up the sky, <laughs> like an airplane. What would he say to you? Uh, he loved me a lot. Gianna heard the news of her father's death on television. She said, how did he die? And I said, he couldn't breathe. Do you hope that there's change so that she grows up in a different I world? I pray that there's change. The Republican National Committee is looking for a new state to host its summer nominating convention. Here's CBS's Steve Futterman. Four years ago, they did it in Cleveland. I humbly... Accept your nomination. But this year, the Republican National Convention will not be in Charlotte. The move came after North Carolina's Governor Roy Cooper would not make the guarantees the GOP wanted. A full 19,000-person crowd in Charlotte. Because of COVID-19, the governor said he could not do that. So now Republicans are shopping for a new location among the cities being mentioned, Nashville, Las Vegas, and Orlando. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy tells us a longtime and controversial Republican member of Congress lost yesterday in primary voting in Iowa. After nine terms in the House, Steve King was, for all intents and purposes, abandoned by his party, stripped of his committee assignments by GOP leaders last year. He was quoted in a New York Times article asking when the phrases white nationalist and white supremacist became offensive terms. A state senator, Randy Feenstra, won that primary. Joe Biden won Democratic presidential primaries in seven states yesterday. He could clinch the nomination with wins next week in Georgia and West Virginia. Former CIA operative Valerie Plame lost her Democratic primary race in New Mexico for a seat in Congress. The city of Ferguson, Missouri, elected its first black mayor, city councilwoman Ella Jones. That St. Louis suburb was torn by violent protests back in 2014 after the fatal police shooting of Michael Brown. The college board has decided to scrap its plan for a home version of the SAT because it can't guarantee all students would have access to the technology needed to take it. The idea surfaced in April in case schools were closed in the fall because of the pandemic. Instead, the College Board plans expanded availability of in-person testing and wants colleges to be more flexible with requirements. Coronavirus restrictions shut down Hollywood, but now a popular film franchise is looking to get back on its feet. What are you waiting for? 
I'm jumping out a window. Oh, sorry. Good luck. Simon Pegg tells Variety Mission Impossible 7 with Tom Cruise will restart filming outdoor scenes in Italy in September. Paramount stopped production in February because of the pandemic. The movie was supposed to begin a three-week shoot in Venice at the time. Tom Cruise was not in Italy when the virus took over there. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Warner Brothers is making the 2019 film Just Mercy free to rent on digital platforms all this month. It's based on Brian Stevenson's best-selling memoir about racial injustice and mass incarceration. The book is back on bestseller lists as protests over George Floyd's death have the nation's attention. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.